0: The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes and TheDealWithYield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, Kyle Reiner, Winfield United Master Agronomy Advisor, and Joel Whipperforth, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Lead. Continuing our conversation on soybean seed selection, Joel, can you talk a little bit more about how weed control issues this year should impact seed selection for next year?
1: When we talk about soybean seed selection this year, There's one big question I think farmers have to ask themselves, and the answer is probably sitting out there in their neighbor's soybean fields right now. If you can see these Christmas tree-like structures poked up above your neighbor's soybean field uh, canopies, there's pretty good likelihood that there's some weed resistance going out there. And so the question you've got to ask yourself coming into this year is, what is the herbicide mode of action that I'm buying for technology with my soybeans? And certainly there's Liberty, there's Roundup, there's Conventional, there's Extend. And then in coming years, there's going to be uh, 2,4-D and uh, HPPD, which HPPD you might recognize as a Callisto-like chemistry. So there's two more modes of action yet to come on the soybean markets. But for this year, you know, a large portion of the genetics available in soybeans in some of the elite germplasm the high yielding varieties you're going to be able to see uh, extend herbicide be able to be used on those
2: soybeans. Uh,
1: Kyle you had some extend beans out this year what sort of traits did they have agronomically?
2: Yield seems really good in in the extend the thing that we're picking up most is weed control right we have hard to control weeds did really well at, at controlling some of those really tough weeds so I think it'll be interesting when it comes off we'll see in the answer plots where they all shake out Just like any product, you'll have some that are really good and some that aren't as good. And that's where the Answer Plot does a really good job of sorting through. And then figuring out what is your stress load. Not every acre is considered the same or like the other fields. So knowing what the capabilities of that field is 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 the first and foremost important thing to, to figure out what is your yield potential or stress load. Yeah, I think
1: the presence of the extend trait this year is going to continue to increase with three major genetic suppliers having access to that from, uh, obviously, the Monsanto line since they created it. Syngenta has access to license that trait out, and DuPont Genetics will also have license. So I think we're going to see more presence of that extend soybean gene in the marketplace, and I think they come with some good genetics. The year delay from a regulatory standpoint that was put out there allowed for another generation of those soybeans to come along, with which allows us to get a broader spectrum of agronomic traits into those genes.
0: And so working with the options now, anything else on the considerations, what to consider when trying to decide your mode of action? Anything else we should talk about regarding that uh, since there are uh, other options now or options coming out? Yeah, I
1: think looking at your weed spectrum that's out there, and certainly if you've got a weed spectrum that you've got a lot of grass in your field, Liberty's not as strong on grass. So certainly looking at your weed spectrum out there, but also looking at, you know, hey, what are your neighbors planting? And, you know, if you've got some adjoining fields, being a good neighbor and talking through what modes of action and what your neighbor's plans and intentions are for the year, and then following back up with what they are, being part of a community is a big piece in agriculture and certainly... uh, knowing what other herbicide traits are in the
2: community are important the other thing just because you have an extend platform doesn't mean that you don't need to use a pre or other chemicals to uh, control the weeds you still need to start clean to stay clean and obviously the extend or the dicamba platform is controlling a lot of the tough control weeds but we have to be stewards we have to start off really well use different modes of action different layers out there instead of relying on one herbicide to try to control again or we'll end up in the same situation we are where we're having tough to control weeds yeah i, I think as you look at soybean seed selection
1: some of the farmers out there may be looking at uh, well I, you know i don't need an extend soybean but if the extend soybean offers uh, good yield with the right agronomic package The herbicide mode of action is a secondary choice for farmers that have done that. And you may find yourself selecting a soybean variety, as many farmers did this year, where you actually don't make use of the herbicide selection. When you've got a pre-emerge herbicide and you kill those weeds early, some producers have chosen to stay in a Flexstar GT system or just stay in a Roundup system, but still have that trait in your soybeans. So it's still about variety selection based on agronomics, based on stress load. And then the secondary choice making towards your herbicide mode of action. Now, if you've got a bunch of Christmas trees standing tall above your soybean canopy crop, herbicide mode of action becomes your primary decision that you've got to make of which platform to go to, whether it's Liberty staying on the Roundup, which maybe you've seen some Roundup resistance, or switching over to an Extend platform.
2: Knowing there's different chemistries out there, you still have to really pay attention to label and size of weeds on the label, right? It doesn't matter if it's extend label or Liberty, you still want to handle those weeds in a small size so you can handle them. And uh, always read the label and, and if there's restrictions. Follow the restrictions. Yeah. So one piece on soybean seed selection, the last couple of years,
1: some of our people working with the R7 tool have had some really good successes taking verberate plantings to soybeans out there. And they're looking at verberate planting in two ways: trying to lower populations in areas that have adequate emergence and are maybe in a little bit higher yielding areas, but also using a seed treatment to make sure that every bean counts. And they're seeing uh, some of the populations, they've been experimenting with check blocks out there and coming off of that 140,000 seeds per acre in some geographies down to 120, down to 110. And, you know, sometimes in a scary situation, all the, way, all the way down to 100,000, maybe even 90,000. Of course, I'm not recommending that everybody goes to that, but certainly putting some check blocks in to see if in your high-yielding areas you can reduce some of those populations or to try to fight white mold on some of those areas. And the odd part is, is in some of your areas that are maybe a little droughty, they're actually increasing some of the populations over some of those areas. So it's two aspects of verborate planning when you're figuring in agronomics. Number one is a final stand. If you've got some areas that are a little tougher to get a soybean stand out of, some of the lower spots, lower clay environments, maybe you've got to push the populations up, 150, 160 in there. And then uh, some of the areas where you've got some more stressful environments, putting a few more beans out there to get more stems and more pods versus just relying on one plant to put out all the pods. I think there's some interesting boundaries being pushed with verborate planning using the R7 tool to help drive
2: those prescriptions. Water preservation is a big deal, right? You get into the lighter environments. It's always a common theme in some parts of this world. we got to preserve the water we have. So drive more population in some of those environments. Get the canopy up there and preserve the water from evaporating is a huge and critical part the other thing is there's some parts those fields that have the high ph right they have the seven seven to eight six regions and picking the right variety that can handle that and then using uh, iron chelated product in furrow is a must in some parts of this world and it's a difference of 20 to 30 bushel pretty easy on those spots and now it's not on every acre sometimes it is but a lot of times it's only on five to ten percent of those acres that you can write a variable rate prescription use an iron chelate product and instead of having beans uh, burn up and die you got 20 to 30 bushel and i don't care what product you do it's not going to cost you 20 to 30 bushel to apply that iron chelate product yeah and you
1: mentioned a key piece in there canopy closure sometimes in those idc environments you don't get canopy closure and you wind up with ragweeds or water hem closing the canopy for you and well that's not a good situation that's not for water preservation that's not that's not but in the areas of the country where you don't have as much rainfall getting that canopy to cover the soil as quickly as possible is a really key piece to high yields and some people have done it through row spacings but certainly uh, verberate population is another way to to continue to get that canopy closed to preserve that moisture
0: You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with our hosts, Kyle Reiner, Master Agronomy Advisor, and Joel Whipperford, Ag Technology Applications Lead. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes and thedealwithyield.com.